peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? had a good conversation yesterday with one of my friends, sister in Christ, Helen, and conversations like that and fellowship like that makes me realize something. There was a time in my, in my life as a believer that I thought I could go at this alone. The Bible says not forsaken the assembling of ourselves as the manner of some is, as we see the day approaching, I believe that's that's the proper quotation of that verse. <clears throat> but when most people think about that verse, they they only think of the the church setting. And when I say church setting, I mean the traditional church building. But when you when you read that verse and you really you really think about <clears throat> like just just general fellowship with people I, I think that's more what what this was intended to carry through and not that 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 fellowship doesn't happen in the in the church setting when we meet on Sundays or Wednesdays or whenever you meet for church in the church building but even on top of that you need to fellowship with other believers because you can try to go go at this alone I did that. It's eh. we all need encouragement. We all need admonishment. We all need to know that I'm not I'm not the only one going through this. I'm not the only one that has struggled like this. I'm not the only one that has had this problem. Sometimes it helps to see, well, man, what did you do? Where did you go in the Bible? What what did you see from the Bible? What did you learn? That helped you through this situation. But anyway, <clears throat> said all that, you know how I do my intros. Genesis chapter 32, verse 9. Let's get into this. All right. We about to see what Jacob is made of. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac. The Lord, which saidest unto me, unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. So if there was any doubt in your mind that Jacob understood that God was, was going to be with him, was going to help him, and was going to deliver him, with whatever he was going to face moving forward, he's he is literally quoting right here what God said to him. So now you got to ask yourself something. Well, you don't have to, but this is something I ask myself moving forward as I read these verses. I thought to myself, why did Jacob 
seem so fearful if he knew and understood exactly what God was saying to him. And the only conclusion I can come to is he had one, two or two things. He had an irrational fear and he really didn't trust God as he should have. I've always said this and I, I contend this, that fear is merely faith. It's faith in something that has not happened yet. I give you an example. If you have a job interview coming up and you've prayed for God to help you, help you to interview properly, uh, give you the wisdom you need to answer questions. And you're in debilitating fear before that interview. What that means is you trust and have faith in something else more than you have faith in God. Because you have more faith in for whatever reason you're going to fail then you have faith in God's ability and power to answer your prayer and to provide you exactly what you need mentally to make it through this interview. Fear is faith. It's, it's faith in, uh, in, in oftentimes an irrational possible outcome. Verse 10, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth, which thou hast showed unto thy servant for with my staff, I have passed over this Jordan. And now I am become two bands. I always like to stop at at points like this, because I always like to point out that God has not changed from the old and new Testament. Even though some people are under this assumption that certain biblical truths that you see in the New Testament are somehow only there and they weren't born out in the Old Testament. If you believe that, then you're not worshiping the most high God of heaven and earth. You believe in two gods. There's people who unwittingly believe in two gods and don't even realize it. And this is this is exactly how. And I believe it's the book of Malachi. God said he does not change. So the same God that Abraham worshiped is the same God I worship. He changes not. So the principles and the things that we see in the New Testament aren't new to the New Testament as far as the 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 different doctrinal um things surrounding the Bible and surrounding God. The reason I said all of that is because Jacob acknowledges right here, the unwavering mercy of God that is undeserved by us. We don't get God's mercy because we did something so good and so benevolent to deserve it. We get it simply because God is good. Jacob is recognizing that right here and good on him. And verse 11. Now this is where I tried to make sense of what was going on with Jacob seeing that. Okay. So you know what God said, 
clearly you do, because in verse nine, you quoted what God said and you understood that God was going to be with you. And, and you said, and I will deal well with thee. But then in verse 11, this is where fear creeps in. Deliver me, I pray thee, <clears throat> from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. So he's worried about Esau coming, killing him and killing his wife and children, even though God promised he would be with him. God is the one that told him to go here. God told him he would be with him and God promised him that his his seed would be as the sand of the sea. What like what would make you think God specifically came to you and told you all of these things? What would make you think that Esau had the power to do something outside of what God has promised? Because you have more fear or more faith in the outcome of your rational fear than you do in God. <clears throat> Verse 12. And thou saidest, I will. Now, again, this this is kind of. And, and trust me, I, I keep saying this. And the reason I keep saying it is because when I say this is astonishing, what's really astonishing is I see myself in these decisions. I see myself doing the same exact things that Jacob is doing right here. He further acknowledges what God said to him in verse 12. And thou saidest, I will surely. Um, I will. Uh, and thou saidest, I will surely do thee good. And make thy seed as the sand of the sea which cannot be numbered for multitude. So, so you're recognizing that God told you all of these things and somehow you have this irrational fear that Esau somehow has the power to overcome what God has promised. That's an irrational fear. <clears throat> Verse 13. And he lodged there that same night and took off, um, which came to his hand, a present for his brother. So <laughs> this is, these things are so interesting. Not only does he have an irrational fear that somehow Jacob or Esau is going to go outside of the realm of what God promised. Right. So he thinks that what will solve this irrational fears, if I offer Esau a gift, then God's promise will be able to be carried out. Completely irrational. But again, this is what fear does. Fear puts you in a position we are not thinking clearly and you're not really trusting what the Bible actually says. In verse 14, 200 she goats, 20 he goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams. 
30 milk milk camels uh with their colts 40 kine and 10 bulls 20 she asses and 10 fowls it's a lot of stuff and he delivered them in the hand of his servants um every drove by themselves and said unto his servants pass over before me and put a space betwixt drove and drove jacob is not only just completely debilitated with fear homie is paranoid he just knows that esau is gonna do him in as soon as he gets down there god came to him god told him it's gonna be well with you your seed is gonna be multiplied like the sand of the sea and jacob just completely bypasses all of that and succumbs to the gripping fear Again, fear is nothing. Fear is 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 very similar, if not the, the same or the antithesis of faith in God. It's faith in some. I'm going to repeat it again. Fear is faith in an irrational outcome that has not happened yet. Faith a fear is faith that that thing is going to come to pass. And he commanded the the foremost, saying, When Esau, my brother, meeteth thee and asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou? And whither goest thou? And whose are these before thee? Then shalt thou say, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. And behold, also, he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and the third and all that followed the droves, saying on this manner, shall ye speak unto Esau when ye find him. And ye uh, and say ye, moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us for he said i will appease him with the present that goeth before me and afterward i will see his face peradventure he shall he will accept me <clears throat> this is completely irrational god promised god said exactly what he was going to do is going to be well with you your seed is going to be as the sand of the sea. It's 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 almost as though Jacob said to God, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But anyway, let me make sure I'm safe. What <laughs> did you not hear what God just said? Here's what's even funnier about that whole interaction. What's funnier about that whole interaction is if I was in Jacob's shoes, I would have done the same thing he did. I don't want to be that way. And I'm, I'm glad I'm reading these things and seeing these things because it's my prayer moving forward that God would help me in my study through the book of Genesis to see what's being done, to apply the things to, to my life that 
are right, things that I, that, that I can mimic that are right, and things that I see go wrong, avoid those mistakes at all costs. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.